0: Hey everyone, Dave Hagen here. Are we wearing you out with all this talk about financial wellness? That's today on the Financial Wellness Podcast.
1: Welcome to the Financial Wellness Podcast, Dave's weekly message to keep you on your path to financial success. Here is your host, financial problem solver and talk show host, Dave Hagan. Hey
0: everybody, welcome to the Financial Wellness Podcast. We're coming to you as always from beautiful downtown Van Nuys, just outside of Los Angeles. With me today, Mr. Brian Reed. Brian, welcome. Good morning, David. Always good to have you here. Always good to see you. So, you know, I was thinking about all the things we've talked about in the last year, all the things we're trying to get our listeners to think about or do or da-da-da-da-da. And maybe maybe they're getting a little overwhelmed and they're thinking, wow, I can't, I don't got time to do all this. What do you think?
2: It's a lot of information. I mean, we're kind of hammering the, you know some of the same points over and over again at times. So it's, um, you know, hopefully not too, too overwhelming but you know at times maybe you just got to go back and kind of you know summarize again and, and reflect a little bit
0: yeah 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 no i was looking at some of the episodes from the last year you know i've got a list here and um there's a lot of stuff we covered in in a year you know in episode 104 we're talking about know your flow and we're saying hey look at your cash flow what's coming in and out well i mean that, that takes some time. That takes some thinking. That takes some creative uh, uh, thought process. In episode 110, we're talking about now what? You got rid of your debt. You got your emergency fund. You're putting some money into savings. You're uh, putting some money together for uh, retirement, et cetera, et cetera. Well, now what? And we were saying, hey, create a plan. Well, that, that takes some effort, that takes some thought process, that takes some some planning. You know, in episode 113, we're talking about, well, we're talking about credit cards, and I know what you're going to say.
2: What kind of credit card? I
0: know, the black but The black card? The black card. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that credit card. Would never get it, but man, I love that credit card. So we're talking about, hey, shop, shop around for credit cards if you're going to have one even at all, or maybe you just want to have a debit card um but i mean that that takes time even though there's websites that that now compare the cards that you know that that takes time in episode 116 we're talking about uh the due dates on credit cards and we're saying study your statements look what people are putting on your account figure out when the the payments due well that takes a lot of time you know i remember you brought in you brought in the the, the fact sheet on the on the black card and it was like four or five pages long. Remember the whole discussion we had about font and number font of pages size and, pop, pop. and yeah. Um, I mean that takes time. I mean when you when when are you supposed to eat? Right. <laughs> we talked about in episode one twenty three. How you doing? You know, we said let's take some time to reflect on your year. And you know, halfway through the year, how you doing? And that that takes some time. We we're encouraging people to go out, take a walk, sit down in a quiet room. Wow, that takes time. Um, in episode 128, we're talking about who's driving. Are you driving your car, in in theory, in you know, figuratively speaking, mm-hmm. or is someone else driving your car? And we're talking about uh, the uh, you who's know who's making your life choices. That's for right. You. Yeah, we talked about the blog and um, from Seth Godin and, mm-hmm. and some of these things. Who's driving? So we wanted everyone to reflect a little bit on who's driving. Who's who's calling your shots? In episode 129, we're talking about the five-hour rule. Remember that? We're talking about um, five hours, things that Warren Buffett and Jack Ma and Bill Gates, Thomas Edison do. Take five hours a week to sit back and learn something, read something. Well, now, that that's another drain on on people's time.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: In episode 132, we're talking about cutting the cord. So we're saying analyze your your media feed, your TV feed. Um, look at your bill, figure out other ways to get the same content so that people don't take advantage of you. I mean, that takes time. In episode 133, we're talking about things that successful people do. And we're talking about studying and modeling successful people. And we spent some time talking about that, but that takes time. In episode 138, we're talking about ready to close. We're talking about end of the year, um, how'd you do? Did you, did you pursue your goals? Did you accomplish your goals? Um, you know, let's talk about that. That takes time. In episode 141, we talked about catching fire and we talked about the, the fire movement, the financial independence, retire early movement. And we were talking about ways to minimize expenses. Well, that takes some thought process. Um, you know, and, and, we're, we're getting people or hopefully getting people to think about this in an otherwise Kardashian world, <laughs> you know, uh, but we want our people to be smarter, more reflective, more successful. Um, in episode 142, we we're talking about an attitude of gratitude and how it's uh, important to have uh, gratitude and feel that. But it it takes time, you know. In episode 121, we're talking about personal goals. Actually, episode 201, we're talking about personal goals. And episode 202, we're talking about setting goals and and thinking about your tombstone statements. And, you know, that takes time. And the whole time you're going, oh, oh, the Kardashians are on in 30 minutes, you know. (laughs) Episode 205, we're talking about small changes to your financial plan, your life plan that would yield uh, big benefits. Episode 206, Meditate Daily. Well, now we're saying, hey, 20 minutes. Something else that you need to be doing. Something else, you know, we're we're cluttering up people's lives here. Uh, 207, this year, we're talking about who are your five friends and you're going to be like your five friends. And do you want to call that group of people a little bit? Uh, episode 208 we're talking about your mindset and what you're thinking and that takes some reflection to think about what you're thinking you know so we're we're using up people's time we're suggesting all these things and i'm wondering uh brian does that kind of wear you out a little bit
2: you know it can i just as you were just you know reading all the um the things that we've talked about or mm-hmm. that you've talked about. Um, and I was kind of reminded of something I read about uh, Bruce Lee and the martial arts. And he had you know, said that it, it's, you know, starts with, there's, I think it was, there's a punch, a kick and a block. And you start with that. Those are the three things. But then you get into all the crazy kicks. So there's a half moon crescent roundhouse kick. And then there's a, you know, I, triple dog dare you block and mm-hmm. then this mm-hmm. but then at the very end he brings it back around again and that they're all just the same there's like punch and a kick and a block right. and those are the three things and that's what i kind of felt like when you were talking it's like there's all of these things that are involved in financial wellness but in the end it really kind of just goes back to your five steps
0: Yeah. Yeah. Or, or even more basic than that, have no debt, live on less than you make and have a plan with the Mm -hmm. surplus. I mean, it's not much more than that, but if we just talked about that every week, it would get kind of, kind of boring. Yeah. You know, these are different variations on a theme or, or, you know, uh, um, variations or enrichments on that theme, but man, it does add up, you know? Now, if any of you listeners haven't, haven't heard any of these things that we talked about, go back and check them out. They're, they're on the website. They're on the YouTube uh, uh, page. They're, they're, on the, uh, uh, they're in iTunes. So go check them out if there's anything that's uh, interesting or something catches your eye. But, um, wow, there's a lot going on there. And, you know, that's okay. You know, <laughs> at, that's okay. I mean, you certainly can't do all of that. And that's really what I wanted to get to today. You know, we talk about all these things to do and you you can't do them all. It makes me tired just thinking about it. And I had to think some of this stuff up, right? Um, No one could do all these things. No one could be that thoughtful and, and forward thinking. And that's okay. Our goal is to give you a a basket of tools, a number of things to kind of uh, pique your interest, and you can choose which one of them work for you. You know, last week we were talking about getting up in the dark, and, and Brian said, you know, hey, try it, try it out, check it out. A couple months ago, well, maybe a month ago, we, we talked about this whole meditation thing. We said, hey, you know, try it, see if it works for you. Um, some things you'll like, Some things you won't, some things won't even work for you, but it's our job to give you the biggest basket of tools and try and encourage you to try and check them out so that you can put together your, your toolbox. What, you know, what works for you over the years? I've, I've studied and, and, and talked about personal development. I've listened to people that talk about personal development, personal excellence, uh, financial wellness. I mean, I'm not an expert, but I, but I find it interesting and I've studied it. And I've listened to people like Earl Nightingale and Zig Ziglar and, and even Tony Robbins. You know, I even went to see Zig and, and Tony at a couple of events. And, you know, I like to study their speaking style. It was extremely, extremely interesting.
2: I didn't know that you had gone to see uh, Zig and Tony
0: Robbins, it's Robbins, right? Tony Robbins, yeah. No, Zig was quite a while ago. Well, they both were quite a while ago, actually. What was uh, what was so interesting? How was it? Well, you know, we we drove to uh, Orange County to see Zig, uh-huh. and um, you know, he's been around forever. And he's kind of a you know, he's from Texas, and he's got kind of a kind of a drawl, or as we say out here in California, he's got an accent, right? <laughs> and um, he's kind of sly a build, and you know, he he kind of just weaves these stories back and forth. And it was so interesting because he flew in that morning. Someone else promoted his presentation. Um, they, They must have paid him a flat fee. So he gets on a plane in Texas. He comes out. And he starts talking, and he talks for, it was like 52 minutes. And he says, now we're going to take a break. And so for eight minutes, he pauses, and people line up with his books, and he signs the books, you know, and writing stuff about the people or writing in their name in the book. And after eight minutes, he finishes the last signature. He turns to the audience, and he hits his next mark. I mean, it was it was incredible what his focus was. And I'm sure he'd been giving these... You know, telling these stories for years and years, but he was right on point, right to the minute, and to be able to basically change channels from signing books and saying hello to people to hitting his next mark was amazing to me. And he was doing it without notes. I mean, a lot of speakers today they'll have their notes projected on the the, the back wall of the room or on a monitor, or um, you know, a Tim Cook and and the folks at uh, Apple you don't realize it when you look at their product reveals, but they've got monitors low and they're working off of monitors. And Zig was doing this from memory, hitting the mark, keeping a room full of people from California interested with these stories about him and his life experiences. And he refers to as his, uh, his wife as the redhead and you know, these little like folksy little stories and people were, people were eating it up. Fascinating, fascinating to watch. And, you know, I mean, a lot of his stories are common sense, um, you know, um, human nature kind of stories, uh, but phenomenally interesting. Uh, now, Tony was a Tony was a different thing. Tony was in a big auditorium and he had music piped in and, um, you know, he was uh, drinking from a like a, a shake or whatever and and. He told us later it was like, uh, you know, like a fruit frappe and that's how he kept his energy going because he's up there just like buzzed out of his mind on sugar, I'm sure. <laughs> but I mean, a, a really good talker, very interesting guy, and he would take a break and, and people would line up and, um, you know, he's a, he's a very gifted presenter and he's got a lot of optimistic things to say. Um, you know, didn't take it all in, but it was it was interesting to see. So um you know, it seems to me you don't necessarily internalize or or take in someone's entire philosophy. I mean, I didn't become a ziggite or a Tonyite, but you you know, you watched it and you listen and you, you pick up a couple of stories and you choose parts of this that you that you take with you, and I'm I'm hoping that's what the listeners do. Um, you know, they listen to what we have to say, and maybe parts of it resonate or, or work for them. Um, some of the stuff over the years, I just, you know, didn't pick up, you know, uh, when I was watching Tony, he had the California grapes come out and they're dancing to, I heard it through the grape I don't even remember why they were there, mm-hmm. but he's got everybody like, you know, dancing in the aisle and like, I'm a lawyer, right? So I'm going, oh, no, no, I'm not doing this. My tie isn't straight, and I'm not going to be dancing in the aisle with whatever. Or, you know, he said, well, I want you to get to know the person next to you and, uh, uh, you know, massage their back real quick. And I looked over at this guy. He goes, you can get sued for that he now. Goes, he goes, the guy goes, don't even uh, think about it, fella. And I go, yeah, me too. Not going to happen, you know. Um, Deepak Chopra, you know, mm-hmm. is a really amazing um, um, thought provoking kind of person. And he's amazing at what he does. It just never resonated with me. It just, it just didn't click. Um, and, and that's okay. You know, everyone's going to resonate with parts of what people do or maybe not resonate with them at all. And that's okay. The idea is get as much exposure as you can to these kinds of things and, and picks and pick what works for you. You know, I think the point is pick and choose, um, our job is simply to give the people the tools and, and give them something to think about. If we can make them laugh a little bit, hey, that's even better, right? It's a good right? thing. It's a good thing. It's a good thing. So what's your, uh,
2: what's your favorite, I think, of, of all the tips that you've given and the thoughts that, you know, the ideologies or,
0: you know, what's what's resonated the most with you? You know, I, I, uh, first of all, I was surprised when I went over the list, I hadn't really looked at the list before of all the stuff we talked uh-huh. about. I was really surprised about the, the, the breadth of stuff that we had talked about and how that so many things relate to, you know, financial wellness. But I think my favorite thing was, um, um, uh, the, the show that we did on meditation, uh, because I've been thinking about that, doing that on and off, um, for a lot of years. And it, a lot of things just came together to make that a, a really interesting show, um, in my mind, a powerful show. Um, in my mind and, um, I enjoyed probably doing that show as much as, as any, how about you?
2: Your, uh, see, we did dogged determination, um, to always have a plan. I think that's just incredibly important in life is to have something Mm -hmm. written down so you can see it and it's tangible and it's just like a map. Yeah. And at the same time, if it's, there's, it's a map in pencil, you can always
0: change it yeah. and adjust and figure out what works, but you got to have a plan. And thinking back over the year, I think the, the modification or adjustment thing has kind of been a theme for you that, Hey, if things are going to change over the year and you can certainly change them, modify them. Yeah. You, the only
2: constant in life is change. So yeah, yeah. you got to be, be diligent, looking at your budget, adjusting as necessary, you know, still living, got to live. But also, you know, aware of, you know, where your finances are at and not being afraid of looking at the numbers. Right. Find out what, you know, what it is. Where are
0: you? Right. And go forward. Yeah. Interesting to hear your answer because we didn't we didn't talk about our answers before the show. We just we knew that we were going to talk about, hey, what's your favorite? But uh, I had no idea. So um, uh, interesting. Interesting to hear you say that. And we had some fun along the way, too. I mean, we talked about some fun stuff. We had some, I mean, we kind of yucked up the black card a lot and, and, uh, you know, made fun of that, but that was fun.
2: I enjoyed uh,
0: making fun of you and the Tesla. Uh, <laughs> uh,
2: well, uh, another, that's another comment about the Teslas.
0: I guess me and Tesla is kind of an easy target. It is. It really <laughs> is the low hanging fruit. But you know, this week, uh, you know, Elon finally came out with the $35,000 card that he'd promised and. I hear people are out there buying them. That's kind of cool.
2: Are you going to go get another one?
0: No, I'm not. No, I'm not. Uh, (laughs) The $35,000 one is, uh, while it's very uh, affordable, it's, um, it's a little basic. Some of the accoutrements on it are a little bit basic, but still a fun thing to have. Still a fun thing to have. Well, I'm glad that I could, uh, you know, entertain you with my, uh, my love, of the, <laughs> love of, the, uh, of the Tesla. You amuse me. <laughs> well, there you have it, everybody. I guess the takeaway is that, you know, we're going to continue to try and give you new tools and new things to, to think about on a weekly basis. And if we can entertain you a little bit along the way, hey, that, that's great too. Stay tuned. We've got some interesting things that we're working on and maybe a couple of things that I think are really going to surprise you. This is Dave Hagan, and you've been listening to the Financial Wellness Podcast.
1: You've been listening to the Financial Wellness Podcast, Dave's weekly message to keep you on your path to financial success. If you have a question that you would like Dave to answer on the podcast, go to thefinancialwellnesspodcast.com. You can leave an audio message with one click of a button or type your message into the question box either way it's sent right to dave's phone as an additional bonus each month dave will randomly draw from the submitted questions and pick the winner of a free one hour personal conversation with dave to help you achieve your financial goals don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you receive the new episode notifications let's listen in now as dave answers some emails
0: All right, Brian, I think we've got an audio email. So why don't we uh, cue that up?
2: Hi, Dave. This is Hector from Burbank. I'm recently starting a business and I wanted to know if borrowing money to get that business off the ground is a good idea. Thanks.
0: Interesting uh, uh, question, Hector, and thank you for sending that in. You know, it, it seems to me that you know, we need to know a little bit more about what kind of business you're talking about. But as a general rule, debt is debt is death for a business. Uh, while a business is trying to wrap up and, and develop clientele or customers, um, you know to have that monthly payment on, on some kind of debt, um, is, is death. The business won't survive a lull or a slow time or maybe not even the ramp up. So as a general rule, I would say, no, I wouldn't borrow money um, you know, to, to build a business. Now, if it's the kind of business where you're gonna acquire inventory or equipment, well, now maybe, because in theory, if things don't go well, you've got something to sell to pay off the debt. You've got something sitting there that um, could be liquidated. But if uh, the money would be um, used to you know, promote the business, to expand the business, definitely not. I mean, so many times I've seen people borrow money for you know, some kind of promotion company or someone that's promising them that they'll bring in all this new business and customers and blah, 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 blah. And when it doesn't pan out, the, the promoter's gone. And the money's gone, and all you've got is, is the bill that you need to pay. So, you know, I, I guess it depends upon the business. I guess it depends upon what you might be acquiring for that. But um, to promote or expand, that's a, that's a really tough borrow, in my opinion. And then it seems to me that, you know, the the, the question behind that is, is there a business plan? What is the business plan? Um, you know, and how does this fit into that business plan? How's the business going to start? How's it going to grow? Where's the income going to come from? What are the expenses going to be? Blah, 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 blah. But, um, you know, in, unless there's a very tight, well thought out business plan, no, I wouldn't borrow money to to do anything like that. So. Um, you know, keep your overhead low on the new business where you can expand it out of um, uh, you know cash flow. I'd rather see you take less money out of the business if you can, and use the cash flow of the business to expand the business or to make the business start or grow or what have you. Um, but to to do it with to do it with debt is is really problematic and and really risky in my opinion, even with a good business plan even with a good business plan. That's my thoughts. Thanks for calling in. We appreciate the question. All right. I think we got time for one more email. We got a written format, uh, Brian.
2: Uh, We do. We have an email here from uh, Sarah and Bill and it reads, hi Dave, we're buying a new washer and dryer. Should we get the store's credit card for the purchase? It will be no payments, no interest for one year. Should we do it? Thanks. Sarah and Bill.
0: Uh, Hey guys. Um, I did that. <laughs> I I did that like about twenty years ago, and and you know I haven't always followed uh, the the complete path of financial wellness. My wife and I we we did that at Sears. I don't know if they're even around anymore, but uh, we did a washer and a dryer actually at Sears. And um, I don't I don't know that I particularly recommend it. I mean, you could you could justify it on paper if you pencil it out. But, um, um, you know, if you can avoid it, try and avoid it. Um, first of all, you know, I'm sorry that you got to buy a new washer and dryer. That's kind of like, that's kind of like a car repair. It's not like you can really appreciate... Um, you know, the, the new product. Although now these washer and dryers, they've got, uh, you know, steam and the whistle and they're, they're internet connected and all this stuff. They come in colors. They're pretty trick actually. Uh, But back when we bought our washer and dryer it was just, you know, give us the white one with the top load and the front load. And, and that was it. And it was really nice. You know, the first year we were using the washer and dryer and it was new and uh, the laundry room was a little spruced up, I guess. Uh, and he didn't have to pay for it. It's like he got something for free. Um, I really kind of like that. But uh, after a year, when the lint trap is full, it's got a couple scratches and dings on it, and uh, now you got to start paying for it. And that was kind of a bummer to be paying on a used something, a full price of a new uh, washer and dryer. So a, a year from then, it wasn't it wasn't that much fun, um, so I, I mean, I avoid it if you can. The other thing is, I know that when I went in and and bought it, because I went home and thought about it, and I went back and said, "Yeah, sign me up for a Sears credit card, you know, to get 10 percent." I think they even gave me 10 percent off of the price of the oh, washer wow. and dryer. So you know, 10% washing or dryer back then was maybe, uh, I don't know, a thousand bucks, 800 bucks. So I saved like 80 bucks or, or whatever it was, um, kind of nice. But now I got a Sears card in my pocket that I never wanted to use. And the, the couple times that I did use it, now I got another bill coming in the mail that I got to pay. And, um, when I applied for the card, they go, yeah, just you know, it'll take just a minute. Well, now you're filling out a credit app in the store and they're running your credit check and you're standing there, standing there, standing and they go, oh, it'd just be a couple minutes. Well, like 20 minutes later, you're still standing there and going, whoa, I hope my credit's okay. Wouldn't it be embarrassed if I got denied for a thousand bucks for a Sears credit card? I mean, Can you, uh, I felt like, what a loser if I can't get uh, even this much credit. So yeah, it was a a pain in the neck um, to set up the account. And, you know, so what did I save? Um, You know, 80 bucks or 100 bucks on paper, I guess it works. But a lot of these um, accounts, and I don't know about Sears specifically, but if you don't pay it off within a year, the interest starts from, you know, day one. Um, I talked to a friend of mine who had bought a, Uh, like one of these bed with numbers or something. And um, he showed me the contract and it said, you know, hey, it's a year, no interest, blah, 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 blah. But if you don't pay, it's 29% retroactive from the purchase. So if you miss that payment, now you're paying a third more for something that, you know, clearly isn't worth a third more. And you're kind of stuck. And, you know, the financing companies uh, bank on the fact that a certain number of people are going to miss that, and pay for the other people that got free use of money for a year. So, yeah, I'm not really that big of a fan. I really don't want extra credit cards. I'm trying to make sure that I don't have any or, you know, just just a couple. Um, And that uh, debit cards, we're really starting to look at debit cards rather than credit cards at this point. Um, So trying to to lighten up on that. You know, I I remember years ago, um, someone would be... Considered wealthy if they went into a department store, and out came the wallet from the purse or the or the you know the pants pocket, and it was filled with credit cards. You know, twenty, thirty credit cards. Ooh, that person, that person's wealthy. Look at all those credit cards. And now that's not the thing anymore. Um, You know, I'm trying to make my wallet thinner, lighter. Um, I think that people are using fewer credit accounts. Of course, the majors are now usable at a lot of the department stores and what have you, and A lot of the department stores aren't even around anymore, for that matter. But um, I think people are trying to get by with with fewer and less. And I think the people that are really thoughtful um, are paying straight up cash. Cash. Pay cash. Because, you know, uh, to part with a couple of Benjamins is a much tougher thing than whipping out the card. And people are... um, you know, better consumers. You know, we've talked several times about that study that I saw that said that people tend to spend 18% less when they're paying with cash. They become more penny pinchers. And I, and I mean that in a positive way, penny pinching, I mean, a more prudent consumer of, uh, of goods and services. So, um, yeah, I guess uh, Sarah bill, it makes sense on paper. I mean, I'm, I'm hoping that you're not going to, you know, you're not doing that because you need that credit. I'm assuming that you've got the ability to pay. I, I don't know. I would just pay. I, you're going to miss out on the discount. In theory, you're going to have that money in the bank for a year. Um, you know, in a savings account, that two percent. I mean, they're they're kind of lulling you into small amounts of money to then walk around with that kind of a credit account in your in your wallet, or even to have that credit account. And um, I don't I don't see any particular compelling need. So um, I'm not saying absolutely don't do it, but why? Why? You don't need it. Anyway, that's my thought on that, Sarah and Bill. Thanks for for writing in. We appreciate you uh, sending us a question. Well, that's all the time we have for today here on the Financial Wellness Podcast. I'm here in the studio with Brian Reed, and this is Dave Hagan. And you've been listening to the Financial Wellness Podcast.